0: Let us stand if you are able and join together in the call to worship. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time on and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth, sisters and brothers we are bold to come before god and one another confessing our sins and making right our wrongs join with me in the prayer of confession that you'll find printed in your bulletin let us pray god of mercy you have called us to be merciful and compassionate towards others but we are so busy with our own agendas that we pass by those who are hurting Without seeing them you have told us to love our neighbor as ourself but we have gerrymandered the boundaries of our neighborhood so that it includes only those like us grant us the ability to serve those who are different and disfranchised lonely and lost hurting and helpless so that by your grace We might follow in the way of your beloved Son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Who is in the position to condemn us? Hear the good news in the cross of Christ, you are forgiven.
1: Good morning, it is great to see you all here today, a uh, wonderful day, it's one of those rare days I get to wear a t-shirt in worship, a, that's a great thing, we welcome all of our uh, runners that are here today, if you're a runner, if we could just, uh, some are in our congregation, some are out, if you would just stand, if you're a runner, we could see who you are here, or a walker, there we go, thank you, wonderful, wonderful. Now, if you were a volunteer in the race, would you stand up? we got a few of those around. All right, volunteers. Okay. Good job. All right, thank you. I think we announced it outside, but just to let you know that because of you as volunteers, because of our sponsors, because of all of you as runners, um, we will probably net over $14,000 to be able to go to different hunger concerns here in Elmhurst. In Chicago and and around the world. And so we thank you very much for that. There are over 320 plus runners, so that's a terrific, that's a new high for us, and we're very excited about that. So it is just uh, wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Um, uh, there's a couple announcements about that, though. There's still a lot of food out there. And so Brian, the, the CFO, and by the way, Brian, you know, we gave out numbers this year, and Brian who is the chair of the, the ministry team, the Hunger Run, got the number 666. <laughs> the beast himself, right over there. Anyway, Brian has this announcement. There's just tons of food out there yet, and if you'd like to help out uh, cleaning up afterwards, that'd be great, but but there's tons of bagels. We need you to take those if you'd like to do that. If you want to take some bagels home, by all means, we'd love to have you do that. Okay. And baggies by the Welcome Center to put them in. See how it all works together. So as you pass by the Welcome Center, grab a baggie, fill it with bagels. There you go. Nothing to it. Um, later in the service uh, we are going to commission our senior highs who are leaving in a week to go to uh, South Dakota to the uh, Redbud slash Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. We're going to be commissioning them. You notice in the bulletin, uh, you can support them and the work of the reservation. They're in need there. Uh, of some, some basic supplies, especially for school. Um, if you would like to, to uh, buy a backpack for a kid on the reservation, a small tool kit to be left with the households, or some CFL light bulbs, all of those would be appreciated. They just need to be here by Friday night at 7. And that's when they're packing the vans to uh, leave for South Dakota. Friday night at 7. Also, uh, you'll notice in the bulletin, we are doing an, a local adult mission trip. We're painting a house uh, of a member in Lyons, and they're uh, on August 8th, 22nd, scraping, priming, and painting, 8, 22nd, and 29th. Uh, sign up on the door in, uh, Bess, on outside of Bess' office in the office wing, or you could just write it down on the little tab on your bulletin, which, uh, and then put that in the offering plate, which is going to come by here shortly. And then finally, in, again, in just one week, a week from tomorrow, uh, on August 3rd, Vacation Bible School begins. Uh, it's fully, we, we have maxed out our reservation our registrations. We have, I forget how many we've got, 110 or 20 of those. Uh, kids will be here. It's going to be a great time. Crocodile Dock on August the 3rd. Um, I'm going to make a slight change in the way your uh, bulletin looks right now. Uh, before the children's lesson, I'd like to read the first scripture lesson for the day. So I'm going to do that. Uh, Before I do, let's pray together. Loving God, I thank you for the joy of this morning to be able to be a part of a people who care um, about feeding the hungry, Uh, people who love to run to be outside. Um, And Now we are in this place, this sanctuary, to listen to your word to us. We ask now that you help us settle in our hearts to hear that word, open us to receive your Holy Spirit as we read your word to us. Amen. Reading from John 6, uh, you can find it on page 97 in the New Testament in your Pew Bibles. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test Philip, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get even a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, Well, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and, and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now, there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 and all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. And when the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come then and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. As the rushers are coming forward to receive the morning offering, children of the congregation, would you come forward to join me in our uh, lesson together? Right this way. This looks like a good place. What do you think? We'll just gather up here. Come up here, all you runners. Man, you're all runners just about. Great, have a seat. We'll we'll sit there. Okay. Now, did you hear the story that I just read? That Jesus took three little loaves of bread, two little fish, and fed 5,000 people. You know know how many 5,000 is? It's a lot. If we look at this group out here, there's probably 200 of us here now, maybe a little bit more. 200 in this room, it would be 25 rooms just like this, full of people. That's a lot with five pieces of bread and yes, it is. Hang on a second. And two fish. He did a lot there. Now I was thinking, wonder if we can get a sense of what that might be like. Now I've got, I've got a basket here. Now let's imagine that uh, that um, we put. Three loaves of bread and two fish in here. So that would be the, the same as putting in how many pieces of candy? Three and two is what? Five. Five. Okay. Mr. Bodhi, can I get you to put five pieces of candy in there? Can you do that? All right. All right. Okay. You guys counting? Four. Five. All right. Now let's practice. We'll see, we'll see how this works. Okay. I'm going to send it around. and we'll, we'll start this way and we'll make it through everybody. Okay? Of course, there's only five pieces, so I don't know what you guys are going to do. All right, okay, here we go. All right, let's go. You reach in, and you're going to grab one. Grab one. Just reach in. You can feel it. We got one in there. Okay. All righty. Next. Why don't you just pass it out? Reach in there. Okay. All right. Reach in. That's two. And you got number three. And you're getting four. And then five. Wait a second. What? Charlie, check that out. What's that doing in there? That's six. Is there any more in there? Check it out. Is there any more in this thing? Let me see. Let me see. All right. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Ah, one more. What? There's another one in there? What? Now you look in there and check. Tell me if there's any more in there. Is there? No. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's make sure we will shake it out really good. Okay. What do you think? What? You heard it. It's like a microphone in there, huh? How do you know that's not just popping up out of its own? How does that happen? You guys are pretty sharp. I was trying to do a little sleight of hand, and it's a noisy basket. Yeah, you caught me. I had a feeling you'd catch me. I just wanted to know how long it would take, but not very long. You guys are good. Now, Je- you know, I tried to do a little magic with you and trick you, but it didn't work, did it? No, it didn't. Because I can't trick you. You guys are really good. There's no way Jesus could have pulled out enough bread out of his pockets like I was pulling little pieces of candy out of here, right, and kind of hiding them in my hand. 5,000 people, not even magic could do that, could it? You can see magicians do stuff on TV, and like I tried to fake you out, but I could not do that. Jesus did something that day that was so amazing. Can you imagine what it was like after about you guys, we just got to six or seven of you, and then imagine it would be like after 50 or 100, I think people would just start laughing. They would just be going like, what is this? This is crazy. Hey, isn't that the same fish I ate? Fred, what are you doing? You're eating my fish. That's that same piece of bread. Didn't, didn't we just eat that? It keeps coming up again. My goodness, what an amazing day. 5,000 people were fed. Why do you think Jesus did that? Because he's Jesus. He saw people that were hungry, right, and he fed them. He did that because he cared about them. He fed them. He cares about all of us very, very much. And he especially cares about people that are hungry, who are hurting, who don't have as much as as other people, probably not as much as you and me. He especially cares about them. So there's nobody who can be so hurting or so hungry or so lost that Jesus doesn't love them. Well, let's give thanks for that. We'll pray, and then, out of fairness to you guys on this side, some candy, what do you think? All right, okay. Loving God, we thank you that you continue to care about your people, that you love all of us, So you especially love the hungry and the homeless and the hurting. And all God's people say, amen. Okay, if you didn't get one of these, grab one out of there. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You guys can go have a seat with mom and dad or go to activity time. That'd be great. Activity time. Yoo hoo!
2: Not one has fallen So many years I've shaped each one Reflecting my heart Showing who I am Now you're asking me to show What I'm holding oh so tightly Can't open my hands, can't let go Does it matter? Should I show you? Can't you let me go? So dreams forever if I give them now to you will you take them away forever or can I dream again
1: Our second scripture lesson is from Matthew's Gospel. Towards the end of the Gospel, when Jesus is telling this parable about who gets into the kingdom and who doesn't. And he talks about a king. Listen for the word of God. It says, Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry... We can't read this passage without missing that incredible note of surprise that, that the righteous have when the, when the king tells them that that they are going to inherit the king of the kingdom. When was it? What? When was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food? Or, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? What? The righteous are, 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 are really they're oblivious here. They have no idea that they are getting into the kingdom at all. They, they didn't know what they were doing. They're no more in the loop than the, those that are unrighteous about what's going on. They've been going about their lives, uh, kind of doing random and I guess also intentional acts of kindness to people, people on the margins of society, just as a matter of course in their lives. And they're just shocked that they might have been entertaining royalty unawares. You can hear them. What? Huh? A king shows up in my neighborhood? I think I would have remembered that. I think I would have known if I'd have fed a king. I mean, imagine in our own culture. It would be as if the President of the United States came up to us and said the same thing. Barack, President, sir, when did we ever see you hungry and fed you? Sick or in prison and visited you? I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that. These guys and gals have been doing these small acts of kindness all along, these sort of modest gestures done without expectation of of receiving anything in return. And now they're learning that it's for these very things that they're being given sort of a chunk of Fort Knox in eternity. Did what exactly? What was that we did again? Here's the other crazy thing. The things that they've done are not that big a deal. They're not heroic measures, not heroic stuff at all, just small stuff, little things. You know, like taking your shift at the food pantry, you know, packing shelves, putting food in bags, going out in the neighborhood and hanging those little race reminders on doorknobs, visiting the lonely, fixing a meal for a grieving family, walking around in circles and circles loading the goodie bags for runners Painting a house, putting up some sheetrock, visiting an Indian reservation, no big deal. Except to God, it is a big deal. Helping one of the least of these is really important to God. Helping all those folk that frankly, you know, we don't normally socialize with, right? That we don't hang out with, that we don't work with, that we don't do anything with well because They're the least of these. What makes somebody the least in our world? Well, first of all, if you're one of the least of these, it means you aren't a somebody anyway. You're a nobody. You lack resources. You don't have things even the average bear has. Less money or less intelligence, less emotional stability maybe. You don't have insurance because you don't really have anything to insure except your health and if you're one of the least of these by definition your health is shaky at best. If you're the least of these you're low on luck, you're short on self-discipline, beset by more demons than your share. You're not beautiful. You don't possess marketable skills. You're slow in a fast-paced world. You're dim when everyone is looking for a shining light. You're vulnerable to bacteria, to scam artists, and to economic downturns. You probably don't have a job, but if you do, you're the last hired and the first one to let go. To those of us who are average or above, you look funny to us. You act funny. You talk funny. You smell funny. Often it also means that you're short on friends and family and connections. You're on your own with nobody to look after you but God. And here's the most amazing part crazy thing about this story. This is where the Bible turns everything upside down from from the way we normally live in our world, right? All of our conventions. To God, if you're one of the least of these, you are more important than you ever knew. In fact, we read here that, that God has put out an edict, a fatwa. He's made an ultimatum to the rest of us would-be followers. He says the least of these are to be treated as royalty. They are to be accorded great dignity, treated as if they were divine. Because when you serve them, you serve me. I was thinking about our food pantry next door. Um, We... Kind of like Jesus on the feeding of the 5,000, we roughly feed about 5,000 people ourselves in a year. And to do that, it takes several tons of food donations, thousands of donor dollars, and thousands of man and woman hours to pull this thing off, not to mention the support of an entire hunger run. Jesus, on the other hand, feeds 5,000 in an afternoon with nothing. What are we doing wrong? The food pantry has been around for a few decades here at Yorkfield now. It would be nice if we could go out of business. We'd really like to go out of business. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. I noticed that for most of the folk that work there next door, work in the food pantry, they just kind of go about their business without a lot of expectations, which is a good thing. They aren't in it for the glory, because there really isn't any glory, nor are are they in it for the gratitude, because they don't get a lot of thank yous in the food pantry. It doesn't work that way. I I was talking to a a fireman who's also an EMT guy, and he was saying he was uh, at the uh, airport in Indianapolis, he and his family, and he was getting ready to go on a vacation, and uh, sure enough, he said this always happens, he's walking down towards his gate, and a guy right in front of him collapses right on the ground. He's having a coronary right there. So, he stops from being a a father going on a vacation to going back into his EMT mode and he, you know, he starts giving directions. He he gives the guy, uh, you know, CPR. He gets the paddles down that are there and, you know, shocks him back and um, keeps working on him. And finally, they're able to get this guy to the hospital and he comes through and he survives and he said, you know, I get a card from that guy every year. I get a card from his mother every year. He calls me and says, anytime you're in California, come and visit me, always. You saved my life. If you work in our food pantry, that doesn't happen. You don't get a lot of thank yous. Because the least of these, you know, they just aren't good at that either. They're too messed up to know the protocol. They're too desperate. They might not even be nice to you if you work in the food pantry because life hasn't been nice to them often. But God says, that's okay. It's not about the thank yous. As you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. The whole thing is so crazy, isn't it? So upside down. It has to be a God thing. Nobody else would ever dream of treating the least of these that way. But this, God says, is the true reality of the world that you live in. Not the way that we normally relate to one another with all of our social stratifications and our power issues where it's all about power and money and natural abilities, all of that. He said, None of that counts for anything in heaven. The true reality is something else again. All of you, all of you belong to me. All of you are my children, and the least of these especially so. If you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciples, you've got to learn to start treating each other that way now. Not at another time. Not in another place but now. Amen. being seated, I ask that our senior high mission trip volunteers and their advisors, if you would all come up here and stand here in front, that would be great. If you're visiting with us, um, this is something our senior highs do every year. They travel somewhere in the United States um, to do work. They're often helping to rehab houses, putting on roofs, painting, putting on porches. Sometimes they do vacation Bible schools while they're there. And this is the group, or most of them, that are going um, on this journey with us this month. But since one of them runs our AV thing, hey, Bob, can I get you to go over to the AV thing? (laughs) All right, that'll be good. All right. Um, So wonderful group. We have our advisors are all hanging out down here because there must be safety in numbers. (laughs) Mark and Brian and Kim and Paul, Uh, they'll be on their way. And look at all these wonderful folks. Why don't you shout out your name so they can hear who you are. We'll start with you, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, you have a last name. Okay, all right. Oh Very good, you guys. We appreciate you all going very much. You were running today. You saw some of them handing out water to you at the water stops. Others were at other places along the way helping out. Uh, lots of them are our volunteers uh, around here all the time as well. What we're going to do is have you look at the screens, and this is going to be our commissioning prayer. I'll be the leader person in the prayer, and you all will be the congregation. So we'll turn around here. Gracious Lord, as this youth mission team and their advisors prepare to travel to the to the Redbud. Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, we celebrate in the knowledge that you are with them and have already gone before them to prepare the way. We come before you in prayer, asking that you give them strength for the work that they will do. Lord, we thank you. and represent your church in the world. Keep them safe on their travels and help them to have unity with each other, encouraging and building up one another in the work that they are about to do. all to May to help. For the physical work that, th- that will be done on the reservation next week and for the work that will be done in human hearts, God, we praise you. God, as they make new friends among, along the way, may they have gracious hearts to openly accept the friendship of all you send into their presence. And let all God's people say, We are going to send you all with God's speed. If you would like to join them for the great send-off, it's kind of like this morning, 6 a.m., next Saturday morning. You can bring coffee. We meet in the parking lot out here at 6 a.m., and the family dog is welcome to come as well. That's part of the tradition. Dogs, senior highs, donuts. 6 a.m., next Saturday. God bless you all.
0: It is certainly a great joy to be part of a faith community that is strong in its youth and children's ministry, and we have great joy and thanksgiving in our hearts for all of you that are traveling next week, and our prayers will continue with you. We also give thanksgiving today, as Micah said earlier, for the over $14,000 that have been raised to support and to feed the hungry here in Elmhurst as well as in Chicago and throughout the world with the support of Oxfam. We ask for your prayers to be with Dot Wilson as she's scheduled to have cataract surgery tomorrow. And Kelly Koss asked for our continued prayers for his twin brother Kim, who was recently diagnosed with hairy cell leukemia. This is a slow-growing chronic leukemia. It's a rare disease, but unfortunately it is treatable. And Kim has already had treatment for a week, which he is receiving very well and um, over 80 percent of patients that have this treatment move into complete remission, so it's very hopeful, but the family still asks for our prayers. We continue prayers for Frank's stepdaughter, Nancy, and we also have been asked by Pat and George Koch to join them in prayer for their grandson, George, who is 28 years old, George has been sick since the beginning of the year and has recently been diagnosed with Lyme's disease. And so we will be praying with the Koch family. What other prayer requests, what other joys, what other celebrations would you like to share this day? Yes. And what's his name, Ken? Yes. Matt. Other joys or concerns? Yeah, Charlie. Our prayers go with you and with Lynn. Others who would like to share today. Yes, Brian. Uh,
3: I have a joy that a lot of uh, my wife's family could be here to run today. To, you know, brother-in-law brother-in-law?
0: We welcome you. Thank you for being here to support Brian and to support the run and help those who are hungry. We appreciate your presence. Other prayer concerns today? Yes? Congratulations. Because I'm new here, please tell us your name. Robert and Virginia. (laughs) Okay. Norman and George Ann. Thank you. Congratulations. Did I get it right? Norman and George Ann? Okay. Other prayer requests. Will you pray with me? God of every moment and every space, how easily we allow our lives to be overfilled and overscheduled. Slow us down and calm our breathing. Release us from the notion that a full calendar with activities for every waking moment somehow proves our importance. Instead, free us for the possibilities. Help us to be purposeful about leaving space, time, and energy for nothing but you. Fill us with a deep desire to dedicate our Sabbath rest to you and your glory. God of abundance, your hospitality demonstrates to us that there is always enough. May we, too, be so assured that you have given all that is needed. Forgive our greed and our whining nature. Forgive our coveting and desiring what our neighbors have. Make us believers that two fish and five loaves are more than enough to feed thousands, if only we will share what we've been given. We thank you, generous God, for the many runners, sponsors, and volunteers that have come together to provide blessings for the hungry. In this way, we are all stepping forward to share the bread and fish that have been given. Holy God, may your hope be with all who ache with hunger this day. The hungry living in our communities, families living next door struggling to live off unemployment, mothers adding water to every pot to stretch a meal, fathers foregoing a meal so their children may eat, and children sent to the streets to beg. We pray especially for the Elmhurst Yorkfield Food Pantry, the Chicago Anti-Hunger Federation, and Oxfam. We most faithfully ask for your wisdom and guidance so that every action may be filled with your grace, every client welcomed with your hospitality. God of all journeys, We pray for the sojourners of the world. Walk with those searching for the right path and keep their feet from stumbling. Inspire those longing for the next calling in life and present us with just the right amount of adventure. Bless the decision makers keeping them mindful of the power of their actions and words and may your protection and guidance be with all serving in the nation's military and peacemaking programs. God, we thank you for the many blessings of our lives. We celebrate with Norman and George Ann on their 10-year anniversary. We're grateful for all who have traveled to be present here today to support family and to work for the hungry. We thank you for the healing and good medical treatment that Matt is receiving. And God, we ask you to continue, continue to be near Matt's side. Be especially with Charlie and Lynn as they travel this week and give Charlie swiftness and strength as he runs this week. God of healing and wholeness, here are prayers for Dot Wilson, Anita Walker, George Koch, Solvig Patterson, Carol Spittler, Kim Cost, and Frank's stepdaughter, Nancy. May your healing touch be ever-present in their lives compassionate and loving God, you are ready to hear our prayers, our worries, and our rejoicing. Your spirit is as close as our very breath. We need only pause long enough to release our prayers to you and to open ourselves to receive your guidance. Hear us now as we silently share with you our longings and our concerns. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come and hear these, our silent prayers. now let us pray in one voice, saying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation
1: now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Go in peace. Bagels.